Hello and welcome to Two Peds in a Pod, the medical education podcast from the Children's <laughs> Emergency Department in Derby. I'm your host again, Ian Lewins, and this evening I'm delighted to be joined uh, by Dr Hannah Jacob, who's a paediatric registrar and, more importantly, is the chair of the RCPCH Trainee Committee. Good evening, Hannah, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, so, really interested in sort of thinking about your role as as chair of this committee. Um, I guess going back, then, what, what's your day job? What do you do normally for a living? Um, so I'm an ST6 in uh, general paediatrics, so I am doing a mixture of kind of general and specialty jobs, um, and with the intention of being a general paediatrician somewhere. At some point. Somewhere at some point. That sounds about like the, the state of my planet, your switch. <laughs> and whereabouts are you based? Um, so I'm a London trainee, so I'm doing the rotation mostly in North London. Okay. Um, so how did you come to be chair of the, the, the RCPH Trainee Committee? And, and why, I guess, is the first question. Um, I think I'd always had an interest in training and education and um, I think to be perfectly honest as a particularly in kind of the early years of my training the only contact I really had with the college was through exams which I think is quite common for people in their level one training um, and as I became kind of a more senior SHO junior registrar I kind of got a little bit more interested in what was happening not just at a local level or a regional level but thinking a little bit more nationally um, and I think I, um, by chance, stumbled upon um, an advert. So each month the college has a, um, a vacancies on committees page. And I um, saw that they had a vacancy for a recruitment representative um, on the trainees committee. And so I applied and um, was very lucky to be successful. And so I've actually been the recruitment representative for the last three years. So sitting on the trainees committee, but um, involved primarily in thinking about recruitment um we've organized foundation events for um interested foundation doctors and final year medical students in pediatrics um working to improve the careers pages of the website um, and thinking about um how we support both medical students and foundation doctors so we've set up the uk aspiring pediatricians which is the ucats um which is kind of an umbrella organization um designed to support medical school paediatric societies and foundation doctors interested in paediatrics and child health so that's been really exciting and a really good opportunity to get involved with thinking about the future of paediatrics um, and also to get to know um, other fantastic trainees and trainers around the country um, as well as the college staff. Okay and uh, I mean you know as, as say as a medical student or in your, your early years was was it getting involved in committees something that you did a lot of is it just a sort of natural progression for you or was it something else? Um, I don't think that I'm one of those people who kind of particularly thrives on committees and I suppose that in a way it's um it's a credit to the to the college and to the trainees committee in particular that I have felt particularly like this was something I wanted to be involved in because um it feels like a really dynamic um, committee and actually it feels like the people at the co- you know, the college staff but also the people the um, consultants who hold um, kind of the positions at, at college as well are really interested in, and, and engaged with hearing the, the trainee voice so I suppose it's a combination of feeling like it's a dynamic committee but also, which gets things done but also that um, that people are listening and I think that's a really important um, feature of the committee. So, I mean, how much kind of commitment do you have to give? You know, as an ST6, 
you're, you're training lots, you're looking towards consultant jobs. What, what sort of somebody looking out saying, well, well, that might be interesting. What, what sort of com- commitment do you have to give? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends a little bit which of the roles that you do. So I'm now, you know, recently um, took on the role of chairing the, the committee. And I suppose that um, is a bigger time commitment. Um, there's quite a traffic of emails, um, as you might expect. But also, um, I'm obviously representing the trainees at a number of other meetings, including College Council, which is the kind of um, overall um, committee that is kind of overseeing the, the, the wider remit of the college and their activities. Um, but I think it, it depends a little bit. And I think that one of the things that, that's really important for people to understand and to, to know, I suppose, is that actually whatever level of commitment you feel able to provide is is definitely worth thinking about because actually there are lots of little projects ranging from you know yeah from small projects to enormous projects going on and actually people are really keen to have trainees of all levels involved in fact it's really important that we have trainees of all levels involved so if there are things that people would like to do or if they've got ideas about new things or new projects definitely get in touch. It, it, my contact details are on the college website and it would be fantastic to, to hear from you because I think that there's a place for everyone and we really want to work to kind of widen access to, to college affairs to as wide a um, range of trainees as possible. And so on, on your sort of, say, standard committee meeting, uh, the trainees committee, how many other people tend to sort of come along to those and what, what generally are their roles? So there's, there's about kind of um, probably at each meeting, probably about 25-ish of oh, us. Right. Um, so basically each region of the UK has a regional representative who sits on that trainees committee um, and they often will sit on their own um, regional trainees committees and they're essentially the conduit to kind of feed information from the region into the college about um, challenges or you know successes that are within training. And then there's a, a number of subject representatives, so kind of less than full-time representatives, a recruitment rep, there's an assessment and exams rep, and a number of others. So, um, so it's a relatively large committee, and I suppose that's that's why I particularly mentioned that um, it's brilliant that it's so dynamic, because I think that there is a tendency, and I, I fully understand people's experience of committees is often variable in terms of, um, of outcomes, but I think... It's a very dynamic group. We've obviously got representation from around the country. So there's lots of different ideas, different kinds of contexts in which people are training. And actually, it's really um, it's exciting to have all those people come together and actually have outcomes that from those meetings and actions. So there's a lot of work done remotely in between the meetings, I suppose, Mm. to kind of move things forward. And when you're meeting, is it largely just trainees or do you have other representatives from the college itself? So um, our trainees committee meetings are the the members of the, of the committee, so the trainees, and then we have um, David Evans, who's the vice president for training, who is um, there every single time, and then an assortment of other um, college staff and college officers who join us. So it depends a little bit what we're talking about, but um, certainly the president has often come in and, you know, um, Russell has attended our recent meetings, um, perhaps not for the whole meeting, but for kind of particularly relevant aspects of it. And then a range of college staff will come, you know, say we're talking about the website, so then someone from the website team will come, or if we're talking about recruitment, then someone from their team will come. It depends a little bit what's on the table. But um, certainly I think 
um, we're very open and encouraging of people coming and I think um, it's really important that we get input externally. One of the things that we do is something called show and tell. So um, trainees in the regional representatives can um, suggest people from their region who've done exciting or innovative projects that they can come and share with the committee because one of the things that we obviously want to do is to try and share good practice as much as possible. Um, and that's been fantastic. We've had a whole range of different things. Um, and, and I think that's a really important way in which people can kind of feed in and we can spread good practice. Okay, that sounds excellent. Um, and thinking about what, what your views are on, on the sort of main function of this committee, is it to give a voice for trainees to sort of, say, uh, other people within the college? Is, is that how you view it or...? I think it's I think it's it's partly that I think it's two way really I think it's really important that the trainee voice is coming in both to um, officers at the college you know the pediatricians but also the college staff but I think it's also an important way of essentially information coming out because I think one of the challenges is around trying to engage and 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 communicate with as many people as possible mm. who obviously got a million other things going on huge clinical commitments not to mention their kind of home life so I think it's a bit of both I mean I'll give you an example um a few people have contacted me recently saying they've had challenges around um training with a disability of some form um and we talked about it at one of our meetings and we then took it forward and talked about it at the heads of school meeting where all the heads of school from all around the country meet to discuss um issues and we're actually going to produce some guidance um for trainers and trainees um, about, you know, frequently asked questions and a bit of myth busting and a bit about what the legal position is, because actually that's an issue that has come up for a number of trainees and we want to be really clear um, as a committee and as a college um, what what trainees can expect. So I suppose that's something that has, has been fed in kind of externally and, and actually we felt really supported and really listened to in the higher echelons of the college to actually do something about that. Okay, and when you're sort of communicating to to trainees, what what do you sort of email or is it the website? What what are the ways that you you sort of feed these things back to them? Um, I mean, we're trying to do as much as possible because I'm aware that people have millions of emails. Yeah. We so we we um we do use the website a little bit. Um, Using the re- I mean, the regional representatives will usually have the most up-to-date list of their trainees in their region. So that's the, really the main way in which we cascade information um, and similarly information coming in. Um, we often have um, a section in the e-bulletin which goes out to members who've signed up to the e-bulletin. Um, that we have features in Focus, which is the hard copy that comes through your door with um, our cause of disease in childhood. Um, the number of the committee members are quite active on Twitter, um, but we're always keen to um, to get to a wider audience. So if people do have suggestions, I would be delighted to hear them um, because I think that we definitely could and, and want to do more to kind of engage a wider group. Okay, because I think, as you say, quite rightly, people got so many things on personally working towards getting assessments, all those sorts of things. Actually, you kind of get immune to emails and think, oh, it's another thing, I'm going to ignore it. And actually, these are really important issues that we, we're trying to get, as you say, it's very clearly a, a two-way process. Give us your thoughts and, and we can feed that back to you. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. And I actually think that in, in, in a way, and I'm, this is 
probably no great surprise one of the the best ways to engage people of course is in person and so i think we've tried it every opportunity to you know um have a some kind of college presence or some mention of the college at, at regional study days um at the the college conference um and and certainly i mean so for example most recently the trainees committee meeting was held in belfast and we were very lucky to be invited the following day to the um the regional paediatric conference which happens once a year and that was a brilliant opportunity to kind of meet face to face with trainees and trainers um in a part of the country um that lots of um lots of people hadn't been to and that was really exciting so i think i think that the face to face is is invaluable actually um, and a really nice way i think of kind of making it all seem a bit more real and a bit more human okay um slightly controversial question now um is it much easier for you, because you're a London trainee, to be the chair? One of the things that I think the college often gets accused of is being very London-centric. Um, do you think that's fair and it's easy because you're based in London? Yeah, I mean, I you know that that's a, um, a criticism that I've heard levelled many times. I think there's a there's a real feeling um, among the the doctors that you know the clinicians but also the college staff about really trying to working hard to move away from that and I think um you know the the college itself is obviously in London and I think that that does have an impact in many ways because of course that ends up being the most logical and often the cheapest place to um to hold meetings but actually we, so certainly the trainees committee, um, one of our three meetings um, a year is held outside of London. So we've most recently been to Belfast. Last year we were in Cardiff. Next year we're going to be in Newcastle. Um, and I think that's a really important way of kind of moving the college away from the, the southeast. Um, I think having regional representatives from each part of the country on the committee is another really important way that we get much more balance in what we do. Similarly, with the foundation events that we've been doing for foundation doctors, we've really very consciously um, tried to be as UK wide hmm. as possible. So there was an event just last week in Liverpool um, and before that in, in Bristol. Um, and certainly I know the college on, on a wider level runs lots of courses outside of London. Um, I think something like a third of their training and courses are run outside of London. So I think I think. It's definitely a criticism I've heard lots, um, and I think that um, there's there's lots of work to to address that. And certainly, again, I think if people are keen to host meetings, if people are keen to have the college come to them, I think there's a real sense in which people would be very glad of the invitation. Okay, well, that's that's really good to hear. Um, from from your perspective, then moving forward at the moment, what what do you see as the sort of key? Uh, issues that, that face your committee I mean one, one of the things that I know we, we've briefly talked about on Twitter is is that of recruitment to paediatrics and and the, the, the state that we're in at the moment is is, is that something that you're, you're heavily involved in yeah I mean I, I think that occupies a huge amount of my um, of my thought I think um, it is a, it is clearly an issue um, and I think both, well, retention has perhaps been a slightly more long-standing issue, and I think now more recently recruitment. I think it's it's um, it's a challenge that has got lots of different causes, and I think as a result we need to have a kind of multifaceted approach in a way. I think there's there's some kind of top-down stuff around national pilots looking at 
less than full-time working mm. for example for for a kind of work-life balance reasons but I also think that there's a huge amount of kind of bottom-up stuff that's really exciting so these foundation events um supporting the UK aspiring paediatricians um having aspiring paediatricians um sessions at the conference um prizes organized by the college but I think also just the again the human interaction in day to day you know actually having foundation doctors for taster weeks engaging the medical students when they're on your ward spending the time teaching them because um people people really value that and actually it's it's those individual interactions that are the reason that people end up applying for pediatrics when they do yeah i completely agree with that um so if somebody's sort of listening to this and thinking this sounds quite interesting actually i've never thought about applying to a college position before how would they go about sort of seeing what's available and, and going about applying so if you look on the college website there's a um, committee vacancies page so if you can literally put in the search engine committee um, vacancies and that will tell you all the different vacancies that are that are open currently if there don't seem to be any that um, fit your particular interest then definitely get in touch because I say uh, there's lots of opportunity to be involved in particular discrete projects even if you don't feel able um, or don't feel particularly like any of the positions currently are, are of interest to you um, we'd, we'd really love to hear from you okay well that's 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 great and, and certainly we can encourage and, and put a link up to to where people can look for that moving on then one of the things I've seen an awful lot of um, recently on social media Twitter in particular is this project 2040 no, I know nothing about it. What is Project 2040? Okay, so um, Paediatrics 2040 is a really exciting um, project driven um, by the college. Um, and it's really, I suppose, a chance to to be a bit more proactive in thinking about how we want and how we, um, we hope that paediatrics is going to look in 21 years hence. I think, um, I guess, the, the background and the context of this is we're all very aware that the nature of our our lives, particularly in clinical medicine in paediatrics, is so often reactive. You know, there's some disaster, immediate disaster, and you have to act now. And I suppose this is an opportunity to kind of look up from the page and think, well, how how are things? How could things be in in um, two decades' time? So essentially, um, a big call was put out for people to get involved. Um, I think it's fair to say that everyone was. Um, astounded by the number of applications it's really exciting to have people from very junior medical students to very senior consultants um, apply to be a part of this project Um, and essentially there are four working groups um, which each have a kind of core group and then a wider consultative group so the first is around data so this is basically looking at the best data that we have about how many children and young people there'll be by 2040 um, what their disease burden will be so kind of modeling the the likely um, changes in the um, prevalence and incidence of particular diseases um, and thinking about what implications that might have for for workforce effectively okay. the second stream is innovation so thinking about um, what technology is available um, how and how it might affect our practice so thinking about genomics thinking about um, use of applications, um, thinking about wearables potentially, 
um, virtual reality. So there's a lot of really exciting stuff there and, and thinking not just about the actual technology, but about how it might be used. Because, of course, lots of this stuff actually exists. Mm. And think one of the things that's very interesting is thinking about how we democratise that to some extent to widen the access so that you don't just have to be in a super-duper specialist centre mm. to have access to all this stuff. Um, the third stream is um, models of care. So that's thinking about where and how we might look after our patients actually do they need to be in hospitals or will we would move much more to community-based care for example um i mean one someone had said that 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 you know maybe we in 20 years time we'd be looking at having intensive care units and then everyone else being looked after at home which kind of feels very radical but mm. actually that's one of the exciting things about this project is that we can kind of look at the the evidence available in terms of modelling and in terms of what's been done in other countries to think about how we can optimise what paediatrics looks like. And then the last one is working lives. So that's obviously thinking about kind of, well, a combination of who the workforce might be, but also how we might train them and where they're going to be situated and um, and how they're going to be working in the context of everything else that we are expecting in terms of innovation and how many children and where they might be. So it's a really exciting project. Mm. And how long is it, do you know how long it's planned to sort of run for? So it's two years. So the, the final report will be out this time, two years. Okay. Um, so it's quite a tight time, um, time frame. But actually, it's, I think that's quite good because there's a lot of momentum and a lot of excitement building. And I think it's a, it's a really good opportunity to kind of galvanise us, look at the best data um, and imagine... Um, you know where where we're going to be or where we could be and and then of course once you've set that out you then need to start thinking about your roadmap to get there okay I mean, that sounds really exciting actually and um much better as you say to sort of try and be proactive rather than reactive yeah i think um I guess the na- yeah the nature of our of our working lives is such that you you're often forced to do that and it's not that that isn't important because clearly a situation arises and you need to react but I think it's it's re- it's a really exciting opportunity to be to think a little bit beyond that and you know to ha- hopefully to have some say in the in shaping that future for ourselves. Okay, and are you, is are you going to be providing updates to sort of the the, the wider paediatric community as you go along or is it a, a document published in a couple of years time? So there will probably, so there's certainly going to be some kind of consultation along the way um, and anyone that still wants to be involved should definitely get in touch. There's some information on the website and I'm very happy if people want to contact me um, and I can send them in the right direction. Um, there are going to be sessions at the college conference in May in Birmingham um, and um, and then a, uh, a road show um, around the country where people have an opportunity to kind of um, to, to say their piece and to be involved in the consultation and then there will be a kind of final launch of a, of a final report and our hope is that it's very much more than just a, um, a PDF that sits gathering mm. dust but actually that there, there will be lots of spin-offs um, in terms of kind of learning and working groups and um, some aimed more at kind of the political side of things and some more at college strategy and some more at um, workforce yeah okay so again anybody who's kind of missed out initially but was thinking actually this is something i'd quite like to be involved in can can they still do that and what sort of commitment would were you typically looking for 
So I think it's, it depends a little bit what people are able to offer. And I think inevitably some of the people who've put themselves forward will want and be able to be involved more than others. Um, in the first instance, if people do want to contact me and we can maybe have a think about um, which particular area or the work streams that they're most interested and best suited to, and then we can put you in touch with the people who are, who are leading on those. Um, but certainly it's not too late. And I think... Um, certainly with the the data and the innovation work streams are kind of um, focused mostly this year but the models of care and the working lives because that depends so much on what the data and the innovation group come mm. up with um, that's slightly down the line okay that's uh, that's fascinating and and I guess my, my final couple of questions is how are you managing to find the time doing that chairing the committee and working um, I have uh, a very supportive husband, um, and I um, get up quite early. Uh, and I think, I, I mean, uh, to be honest as well, I think that there are so many fantastic people. I mean, the trainees committee is absolutely brilliant. So yes, I chair it, but actually a huge amount of the work of the committee is done by all the members who are working on documents and going to other meetings and feeding back in. And I think that's the key with all of these things, isn't it, is to work with a brilliant team and then actually you all pull together. And in some ways, the, I guess I see my role in a way as just kind of supporting those people to do all those brilliant things because actually you can't do everything yourself and it, would be, it wouldn't be anyone near as good if you did. Okay. Um, so anybody thinking about it should you know drop your line maybe or or Definitely, you know yeah. so think I'm about it we can um yeah um and I'm, I'm very happy for people to email me or um or send me a message via twitter and um and i can point you in the right direction i think i i guess my final thought is just to say that i think that um it's a really exciting time for the college um so, you know the the officers and the vice president's in at the moment and the president himself russell um they're really, really engaged, really keen to hear from trainees and really keen for people to get involved. And the same with the college staff. So if people are interested in, in getting involved, I think now is, is really an exciting time to be a part of it. Fantastic. That, I'm, I'm re-enthused. Thank you. Uh, so thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us, Hannah. Thank you very much. My pleasure.